Father God, that is our cry today. I just want to be here with you. I want you to just be here with me. Father, we want to know that our nearness to you and our dearness to you. Today, Father God, we thank you for that scripture, Lord God, that we're all clinging to in this season of our lives, Lord God. We are. We thank you for Psalms 91, that he who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Father God, you are the Almighty One. You are Jehovah Jireh. You are Jehovah Sitkanu. You are Jehovah, our God, our Savior. And the one tower that we run into today is your presence, Lord God. We want to be where you are, Lord God, and we want you to be with us this very day. Father God, we long. We long for your presence. We long for the manifestation of your love, Lord God. Father God, I pray for everyone watching this broadcast today that you would go into every home, every vehicle, every office. I'm asking, Father God, that hope would arise. I'm asking, Father God, hope would arise because your presence is being felt, is being sensed. Father, I'm asking for your arms of love just to come into our lives today. And, the, and I prophesy 1 John 4, 18 over you today that the perfect love of God that is on the inside of you is rising up in the midst of you and beginning to mantle you and quicken you and flow forth from you and displacing every bit of darkness that is around you now in Jesus' name. Father God, I thank you that. Psalms 23 says, Yea, though we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. That your rod and your staff, they comfort me. I thank you, Lord God, that, you're, you're, that scripture goes on to say that you prepare a feasting table right in the midst of our enemies and we thank you for that feasting table today we thank you lord god for your provision today we thank you for your goodness that we will find in the land of the living today we thank you lord god that you are a now god you're not a yesterday god you're not necessarily just a future god but you are a now god and we call on your strength we call on your presence and we say we want to be with you so father god we decree and declare holy spirit lord over our time and i decree and declare the holy spirit lord over your life i decree and declare holy spirit lord over everything in your life i decree and declare the holy spirit will have the last say in your life and the Bible says where the Holy Spirit is made, declared, and is Lord, there is liberty. So I speak the liberty, power of the Holy Spirit to come upon you right now. Lift off every burden. I just call on the anointing of Holy Spirit to lift off the burdens and destroy the yokes of slavery. And every bit of depression is leaving you. I, there's a gentleman by the name of Bob. You're watching this broadcast even right now. Um, 
and, and I, the Lord is coming upon you and you've been you've been fighting off depression over this last week and I know that's a very common thing a lot of people are contained and they're delayed and maybe you lost your job or you you, you, you have uncertainty of what the future is going to look like but I, I, I plead the blood of Jesus Christ against the spirit of depression trying to come upon you I, I want to tell you you are this is not your identity this COVID-19 and this is uh, instability in the marketplace and the loss of job and all the other things that are going along with this is not your identity your identity is in with him in him your identity is in him and I just want to decree and declare today that depression is leaving you Bob and right now in Jesus name there's there's I don't know if it's a Susan I think there's a lady by the name of Susan and Vicki as well. And, and you're both suffering with digestive problems. And I think it has to do with you're a little bit worried about what's going on. And an and, and ulcer might have been uh, inflamed or something. But I want to tell you that you're being healed of an ulcer in your digestive system right now. And there's other respiratory systems that, that are being healed right now. And they're, they're, I mean, okay, we'll take that one too. But a digestive system that is being healed in right now in Jesus name digestion you're gonna you're, you're not gonna have that the, the gas the gas reflux happening any longer and you're gonna be healed and you're gonna know it you're even feeling a warmth a good sense a warmth sensation not a burning but a warmth sensation in your stomach right now in Jesus name and I also speak over eyes right now eyes are being healed symbolically because you're about to see the mysteries of God you're about to see things that you've never seen before the veil is coming off of your eyes and i just decree and declare also a physical healing coming to your eyes in jesus name you're gonna see better i call for 2020 vision but you put your hand on your eyes right now and just say father god i decree an anointing salve to come over my eyes right now and begin to heal my eyes in Jesus name I receive my healing amen amen and amen hallelujah thank you king of glory and and I don't know they won't be able to hear you but you can put some hearts up or something like that but can you thank uh, by maybe putting some hearts up on that screen uh, how much you appreciate the worship this morning Derek and the team did so awesome and uh, thanks guys and what a privilege it is to minister in this house this morning. Uh, we we uh, have been walking together with uh, Pastor Kevin and Sherry and Mark and Rhonda for almost 20, actually over 20 years now. It's like we're, we're in our 25th anniversary and, and this April 1st, and we're going to be celebrating that this fall, um, and, and it's going to be amazing, but uh, 25 years Desert Stream has been, so we just thank thank God for stability and longevity of legacy. So um, I'm also very honored to to walk with this team, like I was just saying, and and beginning to um, step into our true apostolic calling. This this church has been amazing for our family, and we're we're um, in in this season of our lives. We're expanding, and 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 we're getting. Uh, uh, my son is married, and, and it's just been a great place to, to raise a family, and I'm just honored to walk with Kevin and Sherry, and I bless them and honor them today. So, Father God, we thank you for this day. We thank you for this word that I'm about to bring this morning.
And I'm asking, Lord God, for eyes to see, even as we have prayed, and ears to hear, and a mind to perceive, and a heart to receive what you are wanting to decree and declare this day in Jesus' name. I decree and declare that the spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon you. He has anointed you to preach good news to the poor. Uh, um, he has anointed you to bind up the broken heart and proclaim liberty for the captives and release from darkness for those who are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn and provide for those who grieve in Zion, to give them a crown of beauty for ashes and the oil of joy for mourning and a garment of praise for a spirit of heaviness or a spirit of despair or a spirit of, of depression so that they might become oaks of righteousness, a planting of the Lord for the display of his splendor. I want to tell you, you are fully loaded with an anointing. You came into this realm with, with uh, resources that you could not unload in 10 lifetimes. You are what I call overkill. You are fully loaded with answers and resources when you received the blood of Jesus Christ as your payment for your life when you receive the blood of Jesus Christ I want to tell you the accessibility of the kingdom of God came into your life the accessibility of the kingdom came in and the kingdom came in by the blood and you have an anointing from the Holy One and you lady and gentleman in that room, in that vehicle, you have an anointing to lift up burdens and to destroy yokes. This is a believer's anointing. You are not left hopeless. You are not left by yourself. You are not by yourself. You are fully loaded with answers and solutions. You have angels at your, at your uh, command and you have the Father God and all of creation waiting for you to rise up and begin to decree and declare and release an anointing. Your voice really matters. Your sound really matters. Your voice will bring your victory. What we just did, we just praised him. We just glorified his name. And he is now anointed upon the power of your praise. He is enthroned upon the rivers of living waters that you released out of your belly through the gate of your mouth. And God is anointing you this day to bring the victory to your family, to your household, to your spheres of influence. They're looking for somebody to be a breakthrough for them. They're looking for somebody to be an answer. They're looking for somebody to be prosperous in the midst of poverty. They look for somebody to be healed in the midst of sickness. They're looking for somebody like you. And it's time for you to arise and shine. It's right now that you are to come forth and begin to put on the anointing and begin to put on the Lord Jesus Christ and begin to release the rivers of living water to flood right out of your bedroom into your living room and out the front door and begin to cascade throughout your whole neighborhood bringing life and light and liberty and releasing and pushing back the darkness. You are the light of this world. You are the light of this world. I, I ain't kidding. You're the light of this world. This is what the, the, the Bible says. 
that you are light and you are salt. And you are the light of this world. You're not just a reflection. You are a light source of God. Amen. I'm believing. And we are standing in agreement with you in this season. You will not be overcome. You will only be overtaken by the blessings of the Lord. And that's where I'm going to get into my message this morning. I only have about three hours to unpack this. Pastor Kevin is giving a nervous laugh. And Pastor Sherry as well. But uh, I'm... uh, I'm blessed to do it. I, I would do this for free every day of my life. You need to think about two things. And this has nothing to do with my message, and you don't even have to give an extra offering for this bonus word. But what the, the place that you intersect with the thing that you would do for free, you would get out of bed if money was not an issue. What is that thing? Take a mental note. You might want to even write it down. What is that thing that you would do for free? Would you work on cars for free? Would you, would you help out in a community center for free? What, what would, would you preach for free? Would you, do, you, do you love uh, encouraging people? What, what is that thing that, that wakes you up in the morning you can't wait to get out of bed to do? And secondly, the area of your greatest weakness, the area that you find in your life where you are buffeted, where you're beaten, where you don't, know, you don't know how to get out of this. This is the area that the enemy is buffeting you and trying to stop you because this is your place that you'll bring most deliverance to humanity. This is the place that you will bring most encouragement or healing or you will be an answer in the greatest place because he's always buffeting people at the place where they're going to be the greatest answer. He would never, you would never have a general put put his heaviest forces against somewhere uh, uh, that is not going to cause offense in his life, not cause an ability. He's going to put his greatest forces at an area where he knows you're coming from, where you're, where you're strengthened. So you need to know, maybe, um, I I don't know what your issue is, and I I won't even get into it because I I have to get into this, this message, but I just really feel that you need to know that area of your greatest weakness is actually when you get healed and you get released, and you need to know that whom the Lord sets free is free indeed. Whom the Lord sets free is free indeed, and you are set free for freedom's sake. And the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set you free in every way from anyone's control. And the spirit of life in Christ Jesus, he has set you free in every way from anyone's control. It doesn't matter what it's been. It doesn't matter. Did you receive the blood of Jesus Christ? Did you receive the healing? Did you receive the payment? If you did, you are set free. Now you must teach yourself how to live out of whose you are and who you are and not who you were. Do not allow your past to dictate to you. So that that one right there is for free today. So where they intersect, the thing you would do for free and the thing that buffets you at your greatest in your past is the area where you'll find and introduce yourself to you and be that answer and solution that God's called you to be. So my message this morning um, is why did God want to be known as Savior? And I was asking the Lord this question for, I would say, a couple of years. And, and I, I, 
I'm just saying, why, Lord? And, and it was stirred because of a, a scripture that was found in Philippians chapter 2. And if you have your Bibles, it's Philippians chapter 2, verse 9 through 11. And, and, and I came across this scripture, and, the, and, the, and, and this thought came to me, why did you want to be known as Savior other than, rather than any other name that you could be named? Why Jesus? The premise of this thought is found in Philippians chapter uh, 2, verse 9 through 11, like I said, which says, Therefore God has highly anointed, highly exalted him, and given him the name which is above every other name. Verse 10, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of those in heaven and those on earth and of those under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Therefore, back in verse 9, therefore God has also highly exalted him and given him the name that is above every other name and at the name of Jesus. Somebody say Jesus. Jesus, say Jesus. Gee, I remember saying the name of Jesus when I was like 21 years of age. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm driving back from the gym uh, that I, I was living on the reserve at this time. And, and I, w- I was driving back from the gymnasium, just pumping up these right here. And uh, I, I was driving back and it was a storm. And, 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 the, and, and it was like a blizzard out. And, and I end up driving down uh, it's over by Highway 37, the exit, but I ended up driving because you couldn't see anything. And I, I was driving back down the, the uh, on-ramp. I was going down the on-ramp. I was going up the on-ramp and I was going against the traffic and, and there was transports and, and everything. And all I could say is this backslidden uh, uh, young man that just didn't know what to do with his life was searching for love in all the wrong places. And, and I just, all I knew is I could just say, Jesus, 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 Jesus. Je-. I must have said Jesus 150,000 times as I was swerving and spinning and, 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 and trying to get off the 401 at the next exit and that I had to go back up uh, the wrong way to get off and then just sit on the side of the road and just say, thank you, Jesus. I got saved by the name of Jesus. There's something about the name of Jesus. When you, he, he is closer than the mention of his name. When you begin to call on the name of Jesus, uh, is that you, Jesus? When, the, when the Simon and the, and the boys were in the boat on the Sea of Galilee and, and the waves were choppy and the wind was blowing and, and, they, were cra- and they were about to be drowned and, and, and they saw this ghost walking on the water and the Bible says that he was about to walk on by when they called out, Jesus! Is that you? He's walking on by your house. He's walking on by your situation. He's walking on by. The Bible says when the enemy comes in like a flood, the spirit will raise up a standard against that very flood. And I want to tell you that Psalms chapter 29 verse 10 says that the king sits enthroned king forevermore on the flood. 
I don't know what the flood that's coming against you, flood of fear, flood of depression, flood of instability, fear, fear of the un, flood of the unknown fear, and you don't know what to do for your life right now. I want to tell you, Jesus himself is sitting enthroned upon that very flood and waiting to hear his name called. And when you call on the name, of Jesus, every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess. I want to tell you, at the name of Jesus, cancer must bow. At the name of Jesus, depression must bow. At the name of Jesus, every obstacle and everything that's coming against you will bow at the name of Jesus. Come on. You need, you need to call on the name of Jesus. You can't afford to shut up in this season of your life. You can't afford to sit down. You cannot afford to uh, clasp your hands and say, oh, wow, because you are an answer. You are somebody's 10-second, 100-meter dash. You are somebody's four-minute mile. You are somebody's breakthrough. And if they can see you breakthrough, if your children can see you breakthrough, if you can shake off the, the grave clothes, if you can shake off the despair, if you can shake off these things that are trying to stop, you. You can be somebody's breakthrough. Get up and begin to call on the name of Jesus. And every knee will bow. Well, how come it doesn't happen always? It's happening. But you have to add your faith to your words. I'll tell you, faith built up in my life that day. When I was calling on the name of Jesus and I'm swerving transports and I'm in the middle of a storm and, I, and I'm driving my stepmother's beat up old Honda down a, down a, a long, wrong way on a ramp, I, I found faith. Uh, how many people are hungry and thirsty? How many people are, 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 are sick and tired of being sick and tired and being dictated by the circumstantial evidence in this temporary realm? How many people are, are, are wanting to see the manifestation of God? God did not just come in word. He just did not come in speaking, but he also came in power. He came into this realm to destroy the works of the evil one. What is that? What am I saying? He came in Two ways that he, two things he came to do is to preach the gospel of the kingdom. In the midst of preaching the gospel of the kingdom, he was releasing the gospel of the kingdom. And in releasing the gospel of the kingdom, he began to destroy the works of the evil one. That's why the enemy's trying to shut you up and sit you down and marginalize you like he did to, like the enemy tried doing to blind Bartimaeus. But no, you got to cry out. You got to cry out. You got to release and you got to say, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. It's time that we find our voice ecclesia of God, the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. It's time that we begin to decree and declare the goodness of the Lord in the name of Jesus to the glory of the Father. We begin to glorify the Father when we begin to release the name of the high tower Jesus. Jesus is the strong tower, high tower that we can run in and be saved. You need to call on the name of Jesus. But why? Throughout all of history, in the future, did God want to be known as Savior more than any other name? Why Jesus and not Creator? Why Jesus and any other of the 365 names that he is described in the Bible with? Why did he want to be known as Jesus. So I'm, 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 I'm looking for an answer. And uh, he came to me 
Let me get the date right here. I have it written down. He came to me on January 3rd, 2016, at approximately 5.15 in the morning, and and he began to dictate to me why he wanted to be known as Jesus. And I'm going to read that to you in just a moment. Um, But there's another scripture that has been used so many times in, in, in preaching. And you may have heard this scripture before, and it's found in Revelation chapter 13, verse 8. And all the people, Revelation chapter 13, verse 8 says, and all the people who belong to this world worship the beast. They are the ones whose names are not written in the book of life that belongs to the lamb who was slaughtered before the world was made. The Bible says that the Lamb of God was slain before the foundations of the earth or before the earth was made, before the created realm came into existence. The Lamb was slain. So if he, the Lamb was slain before the foundations of the earth, that makes him your Savior before he ever was your Creator. This is so important for you to know that God, he predetermined before time began. He, he created your path that you should walk upon, according to Ephesians 2.10, Before time began, he created. He was nowhere in the midst of nothing, dreaming about you and planning on you and doing. And he could. He did this nowhere in the midst of nothing when he was planning your purpose for coming. You came into this realm on purpose, with a purpose, with answers that he put in you and then put ahead of you before time even began. He was ready for the fall. He was not, oh my me, because he wouldn't say, oh my God. He's not up in heaven saying, oh my me. He's saying, he he didn't say, oh, I I never saw that one coming. No, no, no. He had an answer before there was a problem. He was the answer before there was an enemy. He was the answer before there was anything else. This is why it was important for him to be known as Savior, because he had your back before you had a back to be had. He has solutions waiting for you. He is the one that is enthroned on the flood waiting for the name of Jesus, to call on the name of Jesus. And I want to tell you everything that you're going through, you just got to release your faith today. And you got to cry out on the name of Jesus. You got to, have a, you got to get a little bit desperate. You got, to be, you got to begin to be sick and tired of being sick and tired. You need to stop believing the circumstantial evidence in the temporary realm and begin to believe on the name of Jesus and call on the name of Jesus. And he will come off that throne and he will come into your life he'll enthrone and he'll be he'll begin to make everything bow to his knee in Jesus name this season that we're in is why I'm releasing this word to you today you are not going to be stopped and so there's there's that scripture there but also I I couldn't I I couldn't necessarily uh, begin to preach this this without another second witness. So I had to find another scripture that aligned itself with Revelation chapter 13, verse 8. And, and, and so I finally did. I found 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 19 and 20, which says, 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 19 and 20, it says, but with precious blood as of a lamb unblemished and spotless, the blood of Christ, for he was foreknown The blood of Jesus Christ was foreknown before the foundation of the world. But 
sorry, but has appeared to these times for the sake of you. And that's in the New American Standard Version. I'm going to read it again. But with precious blood, as the blood of, of a lamb, unblemished, unblemished and spotless, the blood of Christ, uh, the blood of Christ, for he was foreknown before the foundations of the world, but now, now has appeared in these last times. Ladies and gentlemen, people are saying that we are in the last days. We've been in the last days for 2,000 years. These are the last days. Ever since Jesus showed up, it began to be the last days. We've been here for 2,000 years. Do not be moved by the circumstantial evidence. All the people in World War I, in the, in the, in, in the Spanish, I think it was the Spanish flu, uh, uh, the epidemic that happened between World War I and World War II, uh, people were worried. People were saying, oh my, the world is ending. And the, everybody thought the world was ending and, and, and the Y2K, when the, when the millennial changed. Everybody thought the world was ending and everything was going to come and, and be blown apart with 9-11 in 2002. But I want to tell you, we bounced back and you're about to bounce back. This setback is nothing but a setup for your bounce back and you're about to be propelled in the greater things than you would not have had the opportunity had this problem not come our way. We're facing so much today. But don't be overwhelmed by the circumstantial evidence. Be overwhelmed by the goodness of God that wants to come into your life specifically. Why does the Bible say rejoice when you fall into divers' temptations and, and you're in tribulation and testing? Why does it say take joy? Because of the potential that is being birthed in the midst of the very problem that's trying to take that wind of destruction. You just got to lift up your sail of hope and use those forces of, that are coming against you and begin to sail into the brightest days of your history. Don't be overcome by what the enemy is trying to do in your life because you are the overcomer. The one who destroyed the works of the evil one lives on the inside of you but wants to come out of you in this season of your life. So I'll just read this. This is what he says, get out. I, I, he says, write this down. He said, I'm going to show you why I want to be named Jesus more than any other name. And this is how he begins. He says, I am revealing myself as Savior again. I, am, I will be known as emancipator again. I will be known as the helper again. I will be known as a rescuer again. I will be known as a deliverer again. You have asked why I want to be known as Savior more than any other name. My answer is simple. It is one thing to make something but it's more difficult to redeem something already set in its ways. For I created an eternal being. I created an everlasting being. I created a being just like me. So when I created someone like me, I created this being perfect. But when I redeem something, I always make it better. I'm going to read that again. So when I created someone like me, I created this being perfect. But when I redeem something, I always make it better. So Barry, how do I make something better than perfect? And this is what he says. He says, that's what a savior does. It's one, it's one thing to create perfection, but it's another thing to upgrade perfection. As a savior, I have been... 
upgrading my creation to be critical thinkers. Don't be moved by what you see or feel or touch. Be moved by my dream for you and my original intent. I created another speaking spirit just like me. But when I recreated man, he became another speaking spirit that could speak in accordance with me, but, in, but think and speak with individual authenticity. I wanted the upgrade to be a creative person just like me, but operate with originality, authenticity, and diversity while maintaining unity, harmony within the parameters of the dream. Somebody say amen. Barry, never forget, never forget that anything I restore will have greater potential. Believe and speak this to my creation and watch my recreation come alive to its great, greater purposes. Barry, you must speak this way for this is the hidden mysteries for my end time fin grand finale. I will show forth my greatness, this is God saying this, by my redemption and through my upgrades. Let them know that they are, they as redeemed beings are greater than perfect. Hmm. That's what God said to me. Let them know that they as redeemed beings are better than perfect. Let them know that they are better than the crown and glory of all of my creation. And I said back to him, what better than perfect? When you begin to speak these things, there will be a releasing of an anointing that will lift off shame and condemnation. This revelation will loose the bondages of addiction and generational curses, sickness and disease. These works of the evil, will, evil one will have no seedbed as my recreations come alive to who they truly are, the upgrades. You are called the upgrades. And he said, that's why I want to be known as Savior. And at this point, I felt the, the, his smile. And I said to him, I said, the gravity of this revelation is similar to a caveman seeing an airplane fly. And he immediately kind of rebuked me. And he says, Barry, that's a crude analogy. But I understand what you were trying to say. But listen to me. It is far greater and don't belittle what I have just shared with you to just a physical analogy. This is too expensive and too wonderful. The difference in magnitude of this revelation can only be compared to when I was in the uncreated realm. And then I came, and then came all of creation. Out of my uncreated came the created. And out of my recreation comes everlasting life, limitless potentials with uncreated possibilities. And I just said, wow, wow, wow. And I said back to the Lord, Lord God, give me strength and, and grace to handle this message and, and begin to bring it forth properly. And he said, Barry, you must, you must, you must. You must build the case. You must build the case that anything I restore, I will, I will make better. Everything rides on this revelation for my end time grand finale. When I hear this this morning, ladies and gentlemen, when I restore, I will always bring 
much more. Your setback is actually your setup. This thing we're going through as a world and we're being prepared and we're, we're being cleansed and we're being winnowed and we're being threshed and, and, and the insecurities and the hurts and the wounds are, are being healed. And, and you got to take this time for your reset because there's about to be a restart and you're going to be sown into places and you need to know that everything that's coming against you is producing a payday. Your pain and your problem from your past, that divorce as a child and you didn't know what to do because you felt rejected and you thought even it was your fault. And I want to just say that is producing power because where there's been much attack or much sin, there's much more enabling power called the grace of God. And God is able to make all his grace abound to you so that in all things, at all times, having all that you need, you will abound to every good work and charitable donation. You cannot be stopped if you just keep standing. You cannot be stopped if you stopped if you just keep declaring. You cannot be stopped if you just keep marching forward. The things will fall off. Your deliverance is in your declaration, but your deliverance is when you keep on going. So I'm just going to wrap this up in the next five minutes. I'm about one minute over. But this is what he says. When I restore, I will bring much more. Restore means to bring back or reestablish. Re means to do again or go back. Redeem means to purchase back under threat. Reestablish, establish again anew. Return to someone or something to a former condition. Repair is to return to its original condition. Recreate means to create again. Ephesians 2.10 says, For we are God's own handiwork, his workmanship, recreated in Christ Jesus, born anew, that we may do those good works which he, which God predestined, planned beforehand for us, taking paths which he prepared ahead of time that we should walk in them, living the good life which he prearranged and made ready for us to live. He went ahead. The reason why he wanted to be known as Savior is because he, he had an answer before there ever was a problem, and he has one for you right in the midst of what you're doing. And so this, this is the most important word I think I can share with you this morning. When you, believe, when you are being recreated and reborn in Christ Jesus, you are actually being reformed. To reform something or someone, if you look it up in, in the definition, it means to make changes in order to improve it. God is reforming you. you your soul is coming to alignment with your born-again spirit. You're being reformed. And when, when, you got, when your spirit got reformed, uh, you were created uh, even better than you were before. It's to make improvements. Hebrews 11, 9, 10. I'll skip down to the end of it. It says, until the time of reformation came. That is the time of the new order when Christ will establish the reality of what these things foreshadowed, a better covenant. And the time came for the upgrades to come forth. You have been recreated, rebirthed, reborn, and reformed in Christ Jesus. You are a brand new creation. You are, are of the elite status of the newborn. Revelation 1.6 says that you are a royal race. 
you were created. There was never another race on the earth until Jesus Christ came and he formed another race called the royal race. This is who you are as a person and that it belongs to the kingdom of God. You're a whole king, kingdom of kings and priests. You're, you're a whole lineage of royalty. This is who you are. Don't listen to the lies of the enemy. The enemy is trying to get you to sit down and shut up and he, he's using, well, you gotta be humble. Hum, humility is not looking poor, acting poor and being ugly in the midst of it all. It's being obedient to the calling of God on your life and beginning to allow God to bring forth his kingdom as you bow your knee to the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. So much more I could share with you today. At your rebirth, everything changed and was upgraded. At your rebirth, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, therefore, if anyone is in Christ Jesus, he is a new creation. All things have passed away and all things have become new. At your rebirth, you have become a brand new creation. Everything has been passed. You are a brand new creation. We need to begin to call on that and believe in that. Where there's more sin, there's much more grace. More darkness, much brighter light. When the thief is found, you get restored more than what was stolen from you, either four times or seven times. Ecclesia, Ezekiel chapter 36, 11 says, I will I, I do better for you than at your beginnings. Then you shall know that I am the Lord. A conqueror becomes more than a conqueror. The new covenant, or also known as the much more excellent covenant, has made much more excellent promises for, a, for greater possibilities. 2 Corinthians chapter 3 says that the glory of, that Moses had compared to the glory that we have is like his glory was no glory at all. Why? Because Moses was passing where, where ours remains. I can go into Haggai chapter 9 and Isaiah 61, 7 uh, and, and Job chapter 42, 10, 10 through 17. And they all talk about getting more when you're redeemed. When God comes in, he always, when he restores, he bring, always brings much more. Isaiah 51, 54, 1 says, Sing, O barren, break forth in singing and cry aloud. You who have not labored with child, for more are the children of the barren. When you begin to cry out in the midst of your barrenness, when you begin to cry out in the midst of your shackles, when you begin to cry out in the midst of your problem or your pain, the kingdom of God begins to, increase upon you and you will begin to bear fruit when it's impossible and we're saying in this season it's impossible but this is when we praise God this is when we raise up our voice this is when we decree and call in on the name of Jesus when the enemy comes in Isaiah 59 19 when the enemy comes in like a flood the spirit of the Lord raises up a standard a greater standard every time the enemy comes in like a flood the flood of accusation the flood of fear the flood of sickness whatever the flood may be it can't take you out why because God will put the enemy to flight God himself will come in like a rushing stream with the very breath of God the Ruach HaKodesh and, and drive out the enemy in the very same river driven by the breath of God, the very breath of God will come into your life and begin to take you into higher places. The illegal flood is creating accessibility legally for God to come into your life. We can enter into the kingdom through tribulation, the Bible says. This tribulation is producing the kingdom. You need to know that every one of your problems, every one of your pains has a payday. Know that every one of your trials has a turning point and knowing that every cross has a crown. The enemy, according to Colossians 2, 11 through 15, basically states this. He stripped all the spiritual tyrants in the universe of their authority at the cross and marched them naked through the streets. Stop bowing to the circumstance and to the enemy's growl. 
Only bow to the name of Jesus. Only call on the name of Jesus, and he will come in. He will come in because he's waiting and thrown on that very flood trying to take you out. So as I just finish this off this morning, I just thank, thank God that he was prepared way before you're, you were in this pandemic. He had your back before you were even born. There are answers and solutions waiting to come out of you. You came into this realm fully loaded. You're full of God on your worst day. If you've accepted the blood of Jesus Christ, you become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And, and, and you are not trying to get righteous because he made you righteous. Stop believing the lies. And even though you said, but, but I'm still sinning. What does what is sinning? It's missing the mark. Yeah, you're, you may be missing the mark, but that doesn't mean he doesn't love you. It doesn't mean that you're still not his righteousness. If you become born again, you're the righteousness of God on your worst day. That's how we live our holiness here. We live from our righteousness towards our holiness. We, we're not trying to get holy, holy, holy and do everything right and cross the T's and dot the I's and do everything so that we can be righteous. No, no, no. We start from our righteousness and we become holy from that because we are forgiven and we are blessed and we are loved and, and we're full of God on our worst day. And you can call on the name of Jesus. When he, when he, had, when he was teaching you how to pray in Luke chapter uh, 11, he says, uh, pray this way, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. We begin to glorify his name. We begin to praise his name. He, then he says, call forth my kingdom to come. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And then he's teaching us how to petition him. And then, all, and then we're petitioning. We're going to ask for stuff. We're asking stuff for our family. We're asking for food. We're asking for clothes. We're asking for shelter. We're asking to be delivered. We're asking all these things. And then finally he gets down to, oh yeah, by the way, you need to ask for forgiveness for missing my mark. He's not impressed or discouraged by your weakness. But he doesn't want to leave you there. You're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Call on the name of the one who saved you. And I just want to end with this. The first Adam was a living soul, but the last Adam, the Savior, Jesus, became a life-giving spirit. The firstborn of many brethren. The last Adam was a life-giving spirit. The upgrade became the firstborn of many sons. I have just spoke to you of the potential. Now lay hold of the promises by faith and lift up your head, you gates, and be lifted up, you everlasting doors. And the king, the kingdom, and every answer you will ever need will come in and out of the life of his upgrades. You are his upgrades. You are the upgrade. You are the one of the many sons that are just like their dad. First John four seventeen says, as he is, so are we in this realm. Your dad, the creator and recreator is the source of all and you have become his resource here on the earth. It's time for you to arise and shine. It's time for you to take your place. It's time for you to be the breakthrough. It's time to put on the, the Lord Jesus Christ. It's time to arise and shine and be the solution. Some Somebody is waiting for somebody to take the step and bow the knee and become the upgrade that you already are. In Jesus' mighty name, I bless you. And let me just pray for you. Father, I pray that this revelation will hit home today, that this revelation would overwhelm and they would understand whose they are, who they are, and that you had their back this whole time. And Father God, I'm asking for eyes to see, even as we prayed earlier 
this morning. Eyes to see, ears to hear, mind to perceive what the Spirit is saying in these days. And I call forth a grace over these lives that they would receive and believe and step in and awaken to every dream that is possible in Jesus' name. Bless you guys and look forward to speaking to you sometime in the near future. Uh, Once again, um, Pastor Kevin will be back next week and uh, look forward to an amazing time of worship. So bless you guys. Have an awesome week in Jesus' name. Amen.